I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Comes like with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to learn and hear the latest stories that are going on out there in the world. I'm talking about shadow people, Bigfoot, angel encounters, near death experiences. Anything and everything. I welcome you, the listener, to send in your stories, your thoughts, uh, rumors, legends, anything and everything. Uh, and uh, go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. For those of you who do not know how to spell my name, ShadowFolks.com will also take you there. And tell me your stories. Tell me all the finer details. I have had a salute, like an epidemic of people who are just like... I've got the best story ever, you know, just write me and uh, I'll tell you more. Well, what do you think the, what do you think that forum is for? Not to ask me to request something from you. It is bizarre. I mean, people can hear me clearly, right? Write and tell me your stories. Tell it right there. That's the place. That's the spot. I I don't need to get a hold of you to ask again. No, I I hope not. (laughs) Or the one-liners. I get a lot of one-liners. Saw something once. Big bird. What do you think? (laughs) I actually got that one once. Um, So, I mean, you know, I'm not a psychic, though some of my psychic friends would say otherwise. But um, uh, I need to hear it. I need to hear the details. And everybody that listens to this show, they're like, those are the best when people give the details or the super duper long emails. I know. I know. I know. So, um, yeah, I'm a fan of your letters. <laughs> so send them on in. And uh, you know what, guys? I got to tell you what today is about. Today, I have Jesse Marcel coming on the show. If you do not know that name, then you don't know UFOs. You don't know where it all began with the 1947 Roswell, New Mexico UFO crash and uh, what happened with that same name, Jesse Marcel. 
Mm-hmm. Because that name has been passed down through generations, and we have the grandson of the Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marcel on the program today. And wow, it, he's going to go places that you never, ever expected. You thought you knew the story, but you really don't. You really don't. So, uh, yes, we're going to have a conversation with him. Really great guy. I've talked to him so many times over the years. We kept in touch and just always, always something new. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, there's there's a lot to learn yet and still. But you know what this first segment's about? This first segment is about talking about whatever and your emails, the outlandish corner stuff. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got I got into a conversation with somebody today, I got to tell you. Um, always look for me on social media, at one, Heidi Hollis, that's that's me, put a one in front of my name, and uh, chat with me. I, I chat with people all the time. Uh, I, don't be afraid, don't be scared, <laughs> scared, scared. <laughs> and uh, people are like, wow, you responded. Uh, yeah, I can, and I do sometimes. Um, so I got, um, I have a conversation with somebody. I have a, a group on Facebook called Paranormal Pledge. That's where you raise your right hand. It's where you're going to tell at least one other person that you've experienced something out of the ordinary. I mean, tired of keeping it to ourselves, and we got to grow. We got to take steps, okay? So join that group if you'd like. Uh, I also have the Shadow People and Hatman Experiencer group there, too. But today I got into a conversation with somebody who is, um, really um, asked an interesting question. And this is something that gets asked every so often, okay? And it was like, so, first off, who's here? (laughs) I'm like, here I am. (laughs) They're like, what do you think if I use a Ouija board? What what do you guys think I, I said? Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, why? It's like, and then it's like, well, what if I have really positive vibes and thoughts? Like, shouldn't it be okay? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not okay. You know, and it's like, well, but but what if this and what if that? What if this scenario? And I'm like, you know, once again, no. <laughs> I have had so many, it's probably in the hundreds now, uh, of people who have contacted me and said, I play with a Ouija board. And lo and behold, I got shadow people coming at me. I started having nightmares or hat man came and said, thank you, you know, uh, or I got this demon speaking through. I thought it was my sister this whole time, but then it threatened me and then things started moving and this and that. And then I've also had, you know, like something out of one of those old, uh, I don't know, teen movies or college kid movies where everybody's playing the Ouija board and somebody dares or says something stupid and then bad things happen to them. Yeah, I've had those groups. <laughs> I've had, you know, the one person that something happened bad to and uh, how it followed them for years and they couldn't shake it or they felt they had a lot of bad luck after that incident, okay? I mean, I am not kidding. Uh, these movies come from people like me who know how to uh, write well or something. You know, I didn't make my stuff up, but, you know, there's a lot of fictional writers out there who take from reality. Look at all the people who have ripped off shadow people <laughs> uh, or hat man. <laughs> so it's like, what, what, you know, what? Of, of course, these things are coming from things that might have happened. Uh, might have been a rumor somewhere. And uh, these people are real. It happens to them. Uh, sometimes it's it's something that seems innocent, right? But it blows up into other things. And uh, so I'm going to share something that happened to myself 
in using a Ouija board as a teenager. Yeah, uh-huh, I did. I did. Um, I'm trying to remember how I got that Ouija board. Huh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was, like, gifted to me or something. I think it was. And I'm like, huh, what's this? You know, trying it out. And I'm like, well, this is interesting, you know. And uh, I, I played it with my sister. And I took it to school for, you know, just hanging out, playing. I, I mean, it seems silly, but, you know, there's a lot of uh, time in between classes in high school. And so uh, one of the, the, the guys is like, you know, saying stupid stuff. Like we're sitting there playing, you know, me and my friends or whatever. It's like, it's spelling things out. And somebody in the class said, oh, that thing is stupid. You know, I, you know, I dare you to do something or something. And I am not kidding you. All the lights went out in the high school. All of them. And we all, you know, shrieked like, whoa, whoa. And he's like, I'm sorry. I take it back. I take it back. He's like, what's your what's your name, dude? I'm sorry. And it spelled a name that none of us were familiar with, but I know now. Beezlebub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, raise your hand if you know that name. That That's a demon. Okay. Really bad one. Um... Yeah. And it's like, wow, okay. Sorry, dude. Apologize. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was freaked. I was a bit freaked. I'm like, huh, that's, that's interesting. I grew up in a haunted house. So you guys got to understand. Grew up in a haunted house. And for me and my siblings, a movie wasn't a movie unless it was a horror movie because it's like therapeutic. So this was like almost a therapeutic thing. Like, you know, wow, weird things can happen. I'm not the only one. We're not the only family that can have these things uh, happen. I mean, it was like all kind of a um, you know, trying to find some normalcy, I guess, like this just can't be, you know, just us. So, so anyways, yeah. So I, I guess I was like, well, I've seen worse at my house, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I'll tell you, this is, this is crazy. It's a crazy story. So myself and my younger sister were playing with it and I'll never forget when it kind of went off the edge of the board and it raised itself up and came back on the board. I'm like, whoa, did you see that? Like, it should have got caught. Like, I, I should have had to take my finger and lifted it, put it back on. No, it did it by itself, okay? Um, and then this one day, we're playing with it, and we're watching TV at the same time, and I'm writing down the letters as they come up, and not really paying attention. And uh, my sister's like, you know, during the commercial break, so what's it say? And I'm like, I got all these scattered letters, and I'm like, it doesn't doesn't spell anything. I don't, I don't see anything here. And she's like, oh, well, all right, you know. And, like, put her attention back to the TV. And I don't know, guys. I don't know why. But I kind of leaned back in my chair, and I'm looking at this scattered lettering. I'm like, this doesn't... And then I decided to cross out every other letter. And it spelled something. It spelled twisting hair. I'm like, it's twisting hair, what? And I, I'm looking down, I look at my sister. Oh, I get goosebumps right now, let me thinking about it. She's got her back to me, you know, her head, and she's got one hand on the board, on the planchet, and she's twisting her hair. And I said, oh, oh. I'm like, almost like hyperventilating. I'm going, look, 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 it spelled, it spelled something. She's like, what, what, what? And I'm like, twisting hair. She's got her finger stuck in her in her in her hair she's twisting and then the board spelled something really quick stop it <laughs> it's like <gasps> we turn we're like who, who is this it's like 
your mom. I mean, we just froze. We're like, mom? Mom, is this you? Is this really you? You know, we're like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, we got so much to tell you. And then my sister would always twist her hair into knots where my mother had to cut her hair out because she would make such knots. So she was telling her to stop it. And our mom did not engage to have a conversation. No, no, no. She's like, this thing, I've only come to tell you this thing is evil. You need to stop now. Do not break it. Do not burn it. Separate this little moving piece with the board and throw it out now. I love you both. I have to go. And it just went goodbye. I mean, we just bawled, you know. I was like, oh my goodness. I had lost my mother when I was seven years old. And here I was a teenager in high school. And just like, wow. Just blew my mind. So um, I had some evil things come on that board. But my mother came through after all that time to say, get rid of it. I, I tell you, I picked it right up, put it in a garbage bag, separated the planchet just as she said, and I was done. <laughs> Until later. And other people had a board. I'm like, oh, gosh, why? <laughs> but uh, that's another story. But, you know, just to put that warning out there, guys, do not mess with them. Because you just do not know what will come through. Your mom or Beezlebub. Ugh, horrible. All right, you guys, we are in for a treat. We have Jesse Marcel coming up after the break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio at Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Check her out. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. 
Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. As promised, I have a fabulous guest, Jesse Marcel, who is a successful inventor, published author, and public speaker. A guiding love of the unknown can be traced back to an unconventional childhood where space travel and the possibility of extrasolar life were bedtime stories. Being his grandfather was Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marcel. He was the lead investigator into the crash of what he thought was a UFO in the desert of Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Jesse Marcel's visionary approach to the future is being applied currently to aerospace and medical technologies like his current projects, AlienAllure.com, Airborne Motor Works. He is the chief design officer and Halo Cybernetics, the CEO and director. And abstract site production. So I'd like to welcome Jesse Marcel to the program. How are you doing there, Jesse? Oh, I'm fantastic. Just another day in paradise up in <laughs> Washington State. Little look out the window, it's a little gray, but it's warm. It's, oh, it's that's freezing, awesome. it's warming up. Well, I mean, you have uh, been somebody I've spoken to several times over the years. And uh, yes. for the record, you are Jesse Marcel the third. I mean, your family name just keeps growing. And uh it's it's interesting, you know. I was just talking to you just before we were recording, and, and I'm like, "Don't tell me there's a Jesse Marcel the fourth. <laughs> like, no, it's like I didn't do that to him. Like, okay, that's a good thing. <laughs> it's super confusing. It, <laughs> so, it, it it would yes. So tell us, uh, you know, your background. Um, you know, it, it's so rich, but you are always venturing into different areas, and uh, I'd love for people to catch up to what what it is that you're up to these days when i when i talk about this or, or, or you know this sort of thing it's like i think that being part of that original family that was you know kind of a uh, uh, is so deeply involved in roswell and that kind of thing and the, the the public or the 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 talk around the dinner table and that kind of thing left me with a very uh, interesting perspective of the world around us and that is basically that you know, it, it's all open. There are no, you know, there's no boundaries that can't be explored. Um, and, and not, not to the, you don't have to really go with the common, you know, the common denominator that, well, Roswell was this, well, Roswell was that, and, you know, I've, I've obviously from where, where I sit, I've heard it all. 
you know, in, in, in many variations, some are very far fetched. Some are really close. Some are obviously, um, you know, right on. Um, so it, it gave me this perspective on, uh, on everything. And as such, I, uh, opened myself up, uh, through my education, through, through, through college and that kind of thing. Um, I explored a bunch of different areas, aerospace, uh, ended up by, getting involved in statistics which i was kind of interested in kind of a philosophical sense um but all of those led me down to where i'm at today and that's where most of my life at, I, on an hourly basis is spent uh really uh, you know inventing which almost sounds cliche but i do i come up with a concept then a prototype then i do a patent and then I release it to a chain of, of, of uh, one or two different companies. And then they go and, and take off with it. So that's my daily life. That's what I do for the most part. I still have, uh, I, I'm still in, in really involved in Roswell. I had, I was given a wonderful opportunity this past year to uh, be part of a, a ceremony, a ceremony, excuse me, in Roswell, where I was given the, uh, the, uh, the little speech when my grandfather, was giving given uh, a star, so to speak, on their walk of fame. Um, him and Stanton Friedman and uh, his daughters were there. It was a really wonderful experience. So uh, again, I, I couldn't have been happier with that. Wow, so that's thrilling. That is really cool. Yeah. It, it they, have, they did a great job. Oh, that, that sounds like it. Have you been accused of, or uh, I don't know, hypothesized that, well, you're so smart because obviously aliens must have had something to do with you and your family. I mean, <laughs> and that you have these interests and abilities that you do. When I started out, cause what I did is, you know, as a kid, it was kind of like, you know, flying car, et cetera. And there's, there's, and the, 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 there's a lot of, of talk. There's even some companies out there working on really quadcopters almost that you sit in and, and, you know, pray that you don't crash anyway. So there's a lot of that kind of thing, but I was taking a different perspective. I, I, I'm, into sports cars, that kind of thing. I used to do a little bit of racing and, and I took that excitement and then I, I paused okay, what, what would it take to get one of these to fly and to get one of those to fly? There was, it wasn't really a, a propulsion system that would work. Uh, you, you can't really use a propeller and a motor, which people are trying to make work. So I, so I went through and created this different propulsion system and that was kind of the, the starting of a lot of what I do now. But um, it's, 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 it's just an interesting world when it comes to all this stuff and it's, it's exciting. But having said that, yeah. It's like when I first when uh, some of the designs I had for a, a, a flying sports car um, started hitting, you know, different Internet and that kind of thing. And I was I, I can't tell you how many people, you know, said, I, you know, did who told you how to do this? The aliens tell you, did you, you gain this? Is this from Roswell? Is this based <laughs> on secret formulas, secret information that you gain from Roswell or right. was it passed down from your dad or grandfather? And my, my thing was, well. If it was put in my head from aliens, I don't know, but uh, I'll take it if that's the way it is. I have no idea. Um, it, it, uh, and unfortunately, this phase of my life happened after my father had passed away. But I can't, I can't help but, you know, he, he was part of that that driving force to explore, to to uh, you know just to, to 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 ponder the those things that other people might not waste any time on. Yeah. So to look at the excitement I for, for Christmas, it's kind of funny. I, I, we grew up and I built this book. I have the right behind me. It's called the American scientific. And it's a, it's a book of experiments from the fifties and sixties. Most of them would get you in trouble if you tried to do them today. But, uh, but in it were uh, just a host of experiments that we did growing up. Uh, like one was, you know, my dad built an atom smasher in our basement. Uh, 
we we I and my brother and with his help we were we we built rockets but not the kind that you'd buy in a store we actually went out and got the chemicals and built our own engines and uh-huh. and there's a, a whole story behind you know my brother losing his eyebrows because of it you know just all <laughs> we did all kinds of stuff but so we were never quite the typical you know if you're in the family we just seem like well, we're just you know we are typical but it you know it later on life it dawned on us that not everybody talked about alien life and ufos and right. and, and and science and and string theory and as as casual conversations um but that's the way it was but it was a very it was very interesting but it was all those things that my gra- my father basically uh, put in my head growing up uh, all this stuff and my grandfather too uh i was you talk about i was very lucky that i was able to spend time on a bayou with him with a fishing pole um so i got to learn more about him he was he was a a a, a genius in his own right um and and it's kind of funny it's like i i i I now have quite a number of patents out there and that kind of thing on different technologies I'm working on and, and my companies and the, but my grandfather actually had a patent for doing uh, on the back of a television, like a, like some kind of an extension doubling, you know, where you could put, you could, you could run a cord into it and run that cord into something else. I, I don't really know what the whole thing was about. I've only heard a little bit about it, but it's interesting because he actually was involved in an inventive process. My dad was involved in an inventive process. He was, he was working deeply into silicon solar cells at, at a, a very, uh, quite a number of years ago. And uh, he would have probably received some patents for some of his work, but he didn't realize he didn't, you know, the process for doing it. But so that, again, that has kind of gone through our family through over the years. So uh, since the very beginning. That's fascinating. And it's uh, even your grandfather. That's that's really cool because I mean, here he was in the military. My father was also he worked for NORAD and he invented things, but. It went Same under thing. the guise of the military, however, you know, it's like it, it's well, so unsung heroes, I think. <laughs> well, it's like my grandfather was a TV repairman ah, back wow. in the day, way young. He got he, there's he, he got in trouble because the few pennies you get together for doing whatever you'd be, whatever you could do as a small child back in that in that era yeah. to get some money. He'd, he'd go and buy components, you know, radio components and build radios in a barn. And he was always apparently getting in trouble because he was wasting his money on this kind of stuff. And why are you, you know, doing any of that kind of stuff? But obviously, it's it, it kind of paid off. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. So yeah, not not typical at all. But you know, there's there is a pattern with people who are inventors of an extreme sort, uh, where they say, you know, I, I wake up and and I felt like I downloaded this over the night or something. It's like I don't know where it's coming from, but they almost feel like there is an outer source sometimes for some of their way out there ideas and how to do it. I mean, do you feel like you get a download or you just like visualize and it's coming from a deeper place or. I, I mean, coming from a deeper place, it's, it's like sometimes I'll be working on something and it'll just be bothering me and I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And I go to sleep and next morning it's like, wow, that was obvious. And then I can, and I can do it. And that happens over and over again. So, you know, whether it's coming from like some kind of a restful subconscious state of some kind, or if yeah. it's, you know, there's all, there, there's so many, you know, you go out there and, 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 you know, was there, you know, with Roswell, what was passed down, obviously information, story, folklore, all that kind of thing was passed on. What, you know, my family held the stuff. Right. Was, was there actually some kind of a transference of some kind? I mean, you know, who knows? Right. There, there's nothing to say that it happened. There's nothing to say it didn't happen. It's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, do, believe whatever you want. But it's like, I don't know. I, I know that I'm blessed with, uh, with a certain clarity mm-hmm. um, that, that, a lot of, that some people don't have. 
And it's something's, but everybody's like that in some way, but some things are, 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 are simple and clear as day and other people, they have no idea how that even works. So right. what, you know, whatever it is that makes up the human intelligence and, the, and the, all these different experiences and, and, and the physiology, but, you know, I was lucky. I think I got, I got a good mixture of, of, of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And my, and as we talked before the show, it's like, and my my son is a rock star genius, and it's just it's just it's just interesting how that kind of passes through. I mean, I'm my I've an incredible daughter too, but I don't want to state that. But <laughs> but he is he's just like he is he, he's so far beyond what what you know. It's just interesting because I I, I, I the things he does yeah. are, are are like. He's he's going. He just got a scholarship to go to a STEM school to for AI, and I was I was I was joking with him. I said, "You realize you're already working far beyond what they're going to educate you with." He said, "Yeah, but you know, I'll just do it." And it's it's true. It, it is. It's it's like it, wow. it's like he's, and I put him in the same class as my father. My yeah. father was an absolute genius. I had geniuses tell me how my dad was an absolute genius, which is always a nice thing to hear. Wow. And I'll, I'll say that that I'll say that my son is not saying. Well, we're, anyway, we're, we're going to get to the next break. You know, what we're going to do we're gonna do some cheek swabs on the whole family. See how alien you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Great idea. Yeah, all right. You guys, you're listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. 
Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I have Jesse Marcel, and wow, I mean, if you don't know that name, you should. I mean, I don't see how you wouldn't. Um, he is the third in the family with the same name, but, you know, the Roswell uh, stuff, I mean, absolutely notorious for it, but... You've got a big life, Jesse, and you've got a, a lot of brains flowing through the family, but you've also experienced some super strange things, and I would love to dive into that. So please do share. You've been dealing with uh, the paranormal as well, huh? I, I have, and it's, it's never been uh, 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 uncomfortable, but it's, it's an interesting thing, and it's, and it's something I completely believe. And it's not maybe exactly how it happens, but... We were we, we we lived in a place out of Clancy, Montana, and um, ended up by uh, my dad ended up by buying a house in Helena, Montana. And uh, he that the house was interesting. It was actually an old. It was owned by the Catholic Church, and it was actually the dorm room for the Catholic Church for quite a number of years. And then we're, we're talking. It, it, it was actually it was built in the 1890s. Um, so it was an older place, three story mansion, huge crystal chandeliers and all this kind of stuff. And we moved in. It was always fun. It was exciting. And it was, it was by some silver baron. It was like, there, there was a lot of history for the house. And, and we move in there and we start noticing some odd things, you know, like, uh, you know, having conversations with somebody and having a, a painting on the wall fly off, just, just walk by it and boom, sitting in uh, a, just different discussions, hearing odd noises and, and footsteps and, and, and have you. Um, and, you know, as kids, we're kind of like, well, let's have a seance and see what happens. So I and some very close friends and brother and sister were oh, doing Hold on, this. Jesse. Jesse. Just, you, so you guys, it sounded like a setup from the beginning with the with the, the church having owned it. Crystal, three floors, <laughs> 1890s, and then you guys bust out with a seance. I'm like... <laughs> I'm surprised you're not possessed right now, but okay. I just couldn't Maybe. hold it anymore. I'm like, this is a setup. Of course he was going to be haunted, but now a seance. Okay, Jesse, sure. Let, let's hear this well, one. <laughs> well, the, the house was owned by the Tatum. Tatum, that, you know, back in the day, they had it built. And Mrs. Tatum died by, she was hit and run over by a carriage in front of the house. 
And, and this is like the very, if I'm right, the very early 1900s. And so there, there was a precedence that somebody passed away in uh, in the area of the, of the house anyway. But uh, back to that, it's actually, so we're a lot of strange things happening. You know, maybe they could be explained away, maybe they couldn't. And we were we were in and uh, in our in our one of the there's like three family rooms on the first floor and we're in there talking and i think we were referencing i lost my my mother at a younger age and, and we wanted to you know kind of like a seance kind of like is anybody listening whatever and then all at once every one of the you know the the, the around the windows everything flew up and that kind of thing just like it was like what the heck and it wasn't like it was scary but it was like you know i, I don't know how to explain this one away wow. um so there was that kind of thing and and I remember there, there was one, 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 a very good friend of mine, a guy named Kent Hab, a very, very close friend of mine, and Troy Berry, and all these people. They're all, all good friends of mine, high school friends. And we're all, we, we got some movies to come back, and everybody's crashed out of the house. We're all on the second floor. And so I go turn off all the lights. All the lights run up, up on the third floor, which is the ballroom and all kinds of things. It's a really interesting place. And so I turn all the lights off and, you know, do the usual things, brush my teeth, whatever. And, and I go down, and, and then, then all of a sudden you're just bang, bang, bang upstairs. You know, very loud. You know, no, no question. There's a lot, a lot of noise and stuff going on up, up above us. So I, I, I leave my bedroom and I go out and I look upstairs and all the lights are back on again. So I actually go in and I wake up my dad and I said, you know, I think somebody's in the house because there was a third story, like this little tiny perch up there that you could get on and get to the house. You know, it'd be very difficult to get to, but I, I, I figured that's what happened. And and I woke him up and he was, and he was like, no, 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 you're just hearing bum 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 bum. And all of a sudden he's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> they heard it too. And uh, so he went upstairs and, and looked around and he came back and says, oh, there is nothing up there. I turned the lights back off and everybody, everybody laid down again. Of course, we're all like, you know, staring at the ceiling at this point. It, it was enough that, you know, there was something really to this. And there, there's a lot more stories. So I'm kind of, I'm touching the fringes of it. And we had a, a, a friend who's a, my dad, a good friend of my dad. He was one, you know, a very tough military sergeant. Um, not incredibly nice guy, but, you know, just tough. And they said, well, I'm going to stay up there. Uh, you know, I, I've heard about this stuff. You guys talk about, I'm going to stay up there. The next morning he comes downstairs and says, nobody stay the night up there ever. Oh. Don't do it. And And he was like, without question, there was not my it is is that you do not do that you do not go up there and and spend the night and that, that's all i know about it whether he was just kind of playing with us or not but he seemed pretty dead serious about it and so so we grew up with that in the house and there was there was other things like i had a couple of uh, of of uh, half sisters my my father he'd married a wonderful one and uh in their room and they mind you know like they're one and two or two and three years old that kind of thing and they came and they and then one morning they said yeah, uh, what one of one of my one of them uh, had had some problems. She had some night terrors, that kind of stuff. And Mrs. Potatum, as they called her, you know, because actually Mrs. Tatum, but they're little 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 kids. They call her Miss Potatum. Was there and she consoled them. So they they are as little as little girls had no problems with it at all. In wow. fact, she was a positive presence. Presence. She helped calm down and do all these things. So that, so again, we had no, there, there was no, we just, you know, kind of, we shared the house with this, whatever it was. And that was it. And it wasn't, you know, we, we always thought it was interesting. And I think my sister Denise found this out um, from the front row. You could look up from the road that ran in front of the house. You could look up on the third story and there's this little window. And we realized that there is no room behind that window. And it, it, it turns out there's a little, there was a room behind this window, but it was completely, co- it was completely covered over. So it was wow. uh, always one of those mysteries, like, should we go put a chainsaw and get to it? But <laughs> we never did. But, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was interesting. And I, I, like I said, I, 
I, I have no, you know, being that close to it, there was, there was something to it, you know, and, and, you know, like, okay, think about science. What does that mean? You know, is there a soul? Is there ghosts? Is there, is there, you know, move one step out of more of the fringe and into the idea that, like, well, you know, maybe, you know, that, uh, you know, a thought is that, you know, there's different, different, you know, multiverse. I do believe in that. Uh, my father always talked about how, you know, if you looked at an electron as a universe, you could, there's an infinite number of universes larger than you, an infinite number of, you know, smaller than you. Just, it's like a mirror. Um, and that maybe there's a, a crossover between, you know, different universes. And for some reason, for a moment, there is a, there is a, a connection or something like that. But, you know, who no really knows what it was. But all I know is with that house, there was something going on and I've never been in another house that was anything like it. Amazing. You know, and I, I, I'm not, I hope I'm not hurting the value of it for the people who own it now, but it, it was yeah. definitely strange. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. Well, with your mind and, uh, you know, and your understanding this connection between all these different things, like there, there's obviously something going on in this world that uh, allows us to, to know that there's aliens, there's other presences, and, and there's interdimensionals. But I have it under good authority and understanding that even our government, of course, has that understanding and they have mm -hmm. and i'm going to suggest you maybe try this once and and invent something for all of us to use like <laughs> a, a super advanced evp like electronic phenomenon uh type of machine that the government uses mm -hmm. to listen to all of the in-betweens like they will go to a location with these certain machines and listen so i bet you and your genius children to really come up with the neatest thing. So I'm planting that seed and, and I'm taking credit for it and let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. That is an interesting idea. I've never thought about it, but I have about three or three ideas coming to my mind right now of how to do something like that. So I'll, I'll definitely explore that and, and share whatever I, Please. whatever I, 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 Honestly. I, I, I I do tend to look at things a little bit differently for whatever reason, you know, I don't know, but you yeah. know, maybe I'm just crazy, but oh, no, um, I, I would okay. really, I'd be all about it because I, if it, I know somebody that's, that's created some things um, along those lines, but you know, it's like, there's always limitations, but every new one he makes, it's a little bit better, but I, you know, you're into all this type of thing. I mean, so why not? I want to see what you could come up with. Make it purple, please. <laughs> Make it, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll write it down right now. It has to be purple. I have somebody else wanting me to build a flying car with feathers on it. So why not? Okay, Whoa, purple. feathers okay. even. <laughs> yes. Uh, I swear, it's like, you know, when I heard that they were doing that, I'm like, so they know who else could make a better, you know, uh, type of listening device, but the government with all, with no limits with their budget, but you've got the mind sure. and know-how. So, hey, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, what, what did it happen? I don't think it's out, out of the, out of the box for me to say it, but we, I, I do have some patents around some interesting propulsion systems Ooh. and the government stepped in actually. And I had to sign releases saying oh. that I did not, I did not work for NASA or the department of energy or a couple other institutions. So it was interesting because that's not supposed to happen, but and they're, they're, they basically froze it. I signed some paperwork and then they released it. But it was interesting for one thing, you you know, as far as Big Brother, whatever, whatever you want to call our government, is yeah. that, you know, you think that you're, you know, these patents go into a dark box and it's, and it's this and you're protected. It's like, no, it's it's people are people are watching that stuff carefully within within our government anyway, just because there's no way they would have known what's, what was in some of these patents unless they're reading them. So it is interesting. You know, it's not there's nothing that spectacular that I really care that they're reading them. It's just like, it was just, you know, protection company stuff, but, oh, but yeah. uh, it, it was interesting. And I was kind of given this, 
that it was actually kind of where it is a badge of honor because that is not what happens. It means you really have something. I'm thinking, oh, well, good. That's good. Yeah, but, no, that's awesome. But it, so anyway, so yeah, it's like I, I, <laughs> on again, off again, but um, but no, that's it. There is, there is, it, it, and I, 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 it's you know, in this whole thing, I was, I was uh, very lucky. I met the best woman. My, my, you know, I've, I've been married now for. Oh gosh, why did I have to say how long? Um, a long time, and 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 she didn't. She 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 was she she um believed in some of the stuff that paranormal the you know the all all that and you know that thing nice. and then and then she got married into the Roswell story and now she's as big a part of it as anybody else is Patricia. But she didn't so throw you out the house. This is awesome. No, she didn't. She didn't run screaming away, which she probably ah. should have, but she didn't. But awesome. it's all it's so it's yeah so it's it's uh, it's it's truly a family thing and it's and it's and it's it's i always try to tell people because they my sister takes a different type uh, different look at it but my grandfather was actually very very amazed that you know of all the people he happened to be that one yeah there was the right place at the right time who i think had the right sense to make something of it so yeah you know yeah it was burdensome in a lot of ways to him you know back to roswell but at the end of the day, he he thought he was lucky. That's awesome. So that's very so cool. it, it is. So because some people say, "Oh, this is horrible." I thought, I, I, "Yeah, I'm sure there was parts, and there was parts that you know that yeah. some of the stories are true." But but at the end, the, the last days of life, those kind of things. That that's the kind of stuff that that I hang my hat on. Is he was very proud of it. So. That's awesome. Well, we got to get to our next break, you guys. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. 
Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. So, Jesse, my goodness, you, you have so much and so many wild understandings that uh, I just find amazing, but you're also involved in a certain kind of artifact. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, if, if I can give a, a broad story to start out with. I, I've been contacted by various governments around the world because they have crash sites of, of questionable origins, I guess the right word. And I, I've been asked to compare and contrast the debris they have from whatever it was to what I understand that the Roswell stuff was. You know, the, was the, the material was it like this or was it like that. It's always been of interest. I've had some great conversations. And a lot of times it's with their version of their Air Force, that kind of thing that does this. But, I, but I've never actually gone out, like once in Argentina, I didn't go down there, but I, I, I really should. You know, there's all these different things coming on TV now about finding ancient artifacts. Of course, there's ancient aliens. And uh, and one of those people was Philip Coppins. He was in the very beginning. He and I did a, a documentary together a while ago and before he passed, unfortunately. Um, I spent about a decade now. So I've been kind of on the fringe of all of that about getting down. He's an, he's an Egyptologist. He was, you know, all these things and studied the actually, the, you know, old, old, old ancient um, ruins and that kind of thing. And I've, I've, I've never really been involved in that. You know, but really, I, I stuck with Roswell. And people told me about their stories. That was about it. Recently, in in, in the last year anyway, uh, some people got hold of me and, you know, that led to some interesting conversations. And they're, they're, I'm, I'm told they have these ancient artifacts. And, and I was like, you know, that sounds interesting. But I was I was a little bit, uh, you know, hesitant. I said, yeah, you know, I know there's lots of stuff out there. You know, and unfortunately, there's a lot of, you know, there's obviously a lot of fakes and that kind of thing. It's like, it's like and I, I'm, I'm, my life is a crazy busy right now. And it just kind of came down. It's like, well, no, we it, this is real. And at first, I was a little bit on the edge. But the more I got to talk to the people that directly involved in it, I realized there weren't, you know, new UFO people. They weren't. You know, they weren't that. They were, they were just regular people that had an experience and it happened to be kind of like my grandfather, the right place at the right time. Anyway, this I, I'm so you can, yeah, they said, well, can we send you pictures? I said, yeah, you can. I said, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. I mean, I can, you can send pictures and, and, and they have a lot of legal paper clients. That's, you know, that's fine, but I really don't know what I can do other than say that looks amazing to me, they they were willing to put their reputations on the line and actually sent me some sent me a piece and they're going to send me some more pieces to be investigated. Wow. Um, and that and that's all for age. Um, and, you know, there's there's a quite a number of different tests for doing it on. 
it's really turned out to be quite interesting. The more I talk to them, the more I, I, I realize the story from them is is that as far as where these came from, it, it makes sense. And, and if you actually look at the objects, it's it's it's. I mean, they're tens of thousands of years old, and they definitely have uh, an influence from you know our, our alien brethren um and and how they looked at them so it's not now it's just a matter of me of, of going through i I'm, i need i'm going through and getting them on the very very beginning of this i have some uh, uh some partners in it that are wonderful one of his name is dan halley and i work with him on he's a he's actually he's a homicide detective and he's bringing his forensic expertise into the picture about how to how to get this and took a very scientific and very carefully measured way to to look at this so if it is real we want to be without question that's real, you know, versus if it's fake, well, it's a little easier to, to prove if that was the case. Interesting. Um, you, you call it alien brethren, but could it be lost technology potentially? I mean, no, they... well, this, 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 these are old jade pieces uh-huh. um, okay. that are, that have been, that, that in my opinion, they've been carved by some civilization that have, that, that definitely they, they see aliens the same way we do. Uh-huh. Um, so, so it's, it's not so much, you know, I, I kind of look at it as as that they they crossed their beliefs with their sky gods, you know, uh, rain gods, and they they intermix those with a, alien symbology, that kind of thing. So it's there's definitely a, a mixture there. And if it's you know anything more than a thousand years old, that's long before anybody you know talked about you know so much the, you know when you talk about a grays or you know any of these kind of whatever people want to call them. But it, it's it's definitely has an influence. It has the history, if. For instance, if this is a fake, it's 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 interesting because it brings in it has some, it's from the right time frame for where the images came from, for the carvings on it and that kind of thing. And I'm told that they're into the thousands of these. Oh my! So so it, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's very interesting. So it's like I, I you know so far I, I have nothing. I, I mean I don't have really proof either way, but I'm definitely slanted to where this looks very interesting. And at the very least, it was done long before we had the pyramids, the Egyptian pyramids, you know, those kind of things. And you look at it that way, and it's kind of like you, you kind of go through this in your mind because I, you know, cause I did talk to some people and I found out it's kind of a hot topic among archaeologists. And it's and it's more like out to say that you're you're just crazy. It's like that can't be, you know, my research shows that, that couldn't have happened. So therefore, it didn't happen. And, and or, or on the flip side of that. Well, you know, hey, you're nobody. How how in the world did you end up with this in your lap when I should be the one doing this? You know, those kind of things. I get this kind of stuff. It's like, oh, whatever. Um, but for my limited scope, and I'm not an archaeologist, I have no education in it. For my my limited knowledge of it, and then and, and it is that it looks very interesting. A couple of people have held it and touched it. They feel the same way, and so we're looking. To, we're building a team around it, and and uh and getting the right you know it's a slower path we're getting the right people because i want to if, if this is real it's it's like ancient aliens on steroids oh because wow. it's it's not just it's not just it's not just talking and and uh, you know and and photographs and this it's actually hands-on you know it's it's actually here pick it up you know what do you and so there's all kinds of very interesting things about it. i mean it's it, it's actually it's it's incredibly fascinating my goodness and um and and it is, and just just the sheer size of half the debris, is or, or, or the or the artifacts, whatever we want to call them, I'm some of them are thousands of pounds. You know, I'm 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 told totally, I haven't actually personally seen them, but they're thousands of pounds. Like and what I have, I mean, they're not small. Like even like it's not like a little, a little something that dangles on the end of a, a necklace. No, this is as big as a suitcase. Oh, I'm dying you know, to know so, more. That's that's so cool. 
so it, it is it's very interesting i'm being very careful because i want to go i, I want to get i want to do it the right way we're doing all the science behind it, all the forensics uh like the, the the glue that holds certain stones on you know as it turned out it was it was something that was <laughs> created 20 years ago or is it something that was actually used back at you know that we or you know it, it, what's holding the thing together you know those kind of things there's lots of interesting stones in it um and though just those kind of things as parts of it um so yeah it, it's just going through that whole thing trying not to get i hate to say it i'm trying not to get too excited about it which i i'm, I'm having a hard time not getting really excited about it but it's it's very you know i need to get to the point where i'm i'm it's like this irrefutable forensic science behind it that can't be refuted by opinion because right now it's all opinion and then and go to those next steps. The the idea what these folks want is they want it brought to the world. They want it. They want to let everybody know that that we were working with some kind of ancient alien civilizations tens of thousands of years ago. They're sending this stuff to me. They're doing it all. You know, they're they're going well beyond putting a lot of trust in me with this stuff. And and so far, everything they've done has come out to be one hundred percent. You know, as far as their interaction with me and what what they've said they're going to do, they do. Um, and so it, it's, it's, it's very inspiring. It's like, you know, if, if it was set up as being uh, something that wasn't true, they wouldn't have done what they've done. So it leads me to believe at least one thing is what they believe 100% of what they have is what they're saying. And it, it has been tested before. So it's not the first time around either. So it, it's intriguing. And, uh, we're going to get all this, all, all the science going and, and that kind of thing. And the, and it, like I said, it's fa it's fascinating to be hands-on because, you know, you see this stuff in books and stuff, but actually to have it to hold in your hands is a different experience. Uh, so it, <laughs> it, it's, it might it's, move people out of, uh, this more doubtful, questionable, uh, sense into this other reality of like it's here already and you know right. i can't help but to think that that's part of the reason why our government finally decided to shed a little bit of light on these topics because people are coming forward with some interesting things and uh you know we've had things for a long time i mean but i love that you carrying that same family name are bringing us out of the 1940s uh <laughs> ufo <laughs> debate into it's in my hands, people, you know, and I'm testing it and I've got the know-how to do it. I, I love it. So, wow. So, I mean, what do you think about this thought when, when people say, you know, our, our ancient ancestors, uh, like we're all Atlanteans and we learned these oh. things before and we're kind of talking to our higher selves. Like you kind of get these downloads of these, you know, how to do things, how to, how to invent certain things. I mean, it, are these are, our ancient selves that are you know kind of sending us a message through time it, it's kind of kind of wild and out there but i sometimes wonder uh about the truth of that it's one of those things that that you would be if you said absolutely 100 percent either way then i would you know that that would be right and saying that's 100 percent not true would be a mistake as well because you know same thing you know where we came from our our uh, down to the level of where our our genetic imprinting is our dna and that kind of thing things are definitely passed from you know passed from lifetime to lifetime experience to experience you know and we all came out of stars of the, the, the chemicals yeah. that make up us and our 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 planets and our air, our existence and our understanding right. of existence and, and to say that there isn't a connection yeah. I, I i how can there not be there has to be it, it, you know, even in, in the simplest sense of how my dad liked tomatoes and for some reason I like tomatoes. Yeah. You know, is that, is that, it, it just, <laughs> you know, take that out a thousand times. So, it, so, so and, and thinking that, 
that we're not influenced by other things that are, that are beyond our comprehension. It's I mean, like stamped I, in our absolutely. DNA. It's like stamped yes, in our DNA. Yes, it is. Well, we've got to get ourselves running. Can you throw out uh, how people can get a hold of you or your books? If you want to get through, I, I work with a company called AlienAllure.com. They have a, a little uh, a little website up. And we have, you know, books and, and we did an anniversary coin for Roswell, which is kind of fun to do. And so we have some stuff on there and it has contact information. Awesome. So, Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jesse Marcellus. It was great. Okay. Thank you. Wow, everybody. We have come to the bottom of another fabulous program. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and tell me your stories. Tell me what's on your mind and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at one Heidi Hollis. TikTok, same. Okay. Um, <laughs> just put a one in front of my name and uh, reach out. Tell me what's going on out there. Do not be shy. Give me all your details if you do send me a message or if you do write me through my website. And also, go to theoutlanderscomic.com and follow me at the Outlanders Comic on Instagram, a paranormal comic strip that has all your favorites. Bigfoot, lake monsters, shadow people, aliens, you know, you know the drill. Well, you know what? I have to say, I had a blast today and I learned so much. I hope to see you guys here next Friday as usual. All right, you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.